0: We're gonna be stuck with these like Thursday night podcasts for like basically forever. There's so many Wednesday games. It's like, my guys, do you guys not understand ACC the the like the rhythm, the cadence of our podcast situation? I think
1: actually, though, I think actually after this next week, we might be we might get a reprieve.
0: Oh, do we get? A, don't they? They, didn't they have a
1: big Monday game, right?
0: Oh wow! Look at that.
1: I think against Miami a,
2: at tech on a Monday,
0: a non Wednesday home game Saturday.
1: <laughs> the first Saturday home game is wake forest. And it's like the 17th or something of February. Yeah.
0: Cause you know, that's what everybody wants to do. Watch wake, put up hundred points. Welcome, everyone, to the CavsCorner.com podcast. CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin State's in the West End of Richmond, where it is Thursday, January the 25th. Cavaliers coming off of a very nice, um, somewhat even fun, 59-53 overtime victory uh, over NC State. Um, the unsung heroes being uh, Jordan Minor and Tane Murray. Um, though I don't want to like discount um what everybody else did um but you know what they did was was really random. Well not random in the sense of this game but random in the you know the larger sort of thing which we're going to no doubt talk about. Uh before we get started let's go around and introduce everybody for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh board moderator Dujour himself in Fishersville. David Spence is on the show. How's it going my friend?
2: Hey, I'm I'm almost back from the dead. Appreciate you guys holding down the fort while I wasn't here. I did listen to it; and it was pretty good. Thanks for not writing me off. Who Dave's on the board? At Who Dave's on Twitter?
0: <laughs> that's the folks for all of you out there listening. That's the first time Dave has mentioned to at least me that he listened to the podcast or that it was good. So um, it's always good when um, you know you find out in front of a whole bunch of people that somebody likes something. So that's good. Um, <laughs> in Charlottesville, editor in chief Justin Ferber is also on the program. How's it going, my dude?
1: we do have a tendency to write people off. Um it's kind what of a So we thing. write off.
0: I don't know. I feel like we did we write off the basketball team? Yeah, uh, I mean you guys might have. I mean, but you guys you guys wrote them off like right out of the gate. You were like, "Yeah, this is bad." And I was then for a while there I was like, "Oh, they were right." And now I'm like, "Maybe yeah. they're not quite as right."
1: So we'll, Yeah, we'll it's like out. a it's like watching like the price of Bitcoin or something. It's like, man, these fools—they don't know what they're doing with this stuff. And then it like <laughs> don't tanks, think and you're it's like good. D, and then it goes back up, and you're like, oh, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> just <laughs> underscore for a film.
0: Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner, great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional Woody banter. I don't think it's a good thing that you just described our basketball team to Bitcoin. I just don't think that's good. I think that's a that's a real sort of like uh, realization moment, you know, like a. Really, you need to adjust all of your expectations for the bigger picture. Um, Would listen, you like me to
1: use something more traditional?
0: No, 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 no. I'm just no, no. I'm just saying, like, man, that that's no. I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, is which which is kind of my point. Um, but no, let's 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 park the doom and gloom for a little while, all right? Because you know, by God, that's a win streak: fifty nine, fifty three. Virginia beats NC State, so they come off of an actual road victory, and then uh, win one at home. Um, An interesting game in a variety of ways One, NC State scored a whopping 15 points in the first half Um, Virginia led by 12 Um, NC State scored 32 points in the second half Um, And then Tane Murray outscored NC State in overtime by himself um, Which is just remarkable Cavaliers shoot 37% from the floor 24% from three they had a. You're right. You're, I don't. This is still seems bananas to me. A 54 to 32 rebounding advantage. They had 20 offensive rebounds. They only had 10 second chance points, which seems not great. Um, but they got uh, you know, a decent contribution off the bench. Obviously, Murray um, had a really nice um, you know, um, stretch there. Buchanan had a nice gave him a nice lift, as Tony said after. Um i mean i don't know dave what this does have we talked about the shield on the podcast we haven't talked about the shield on the podcast you you were like next to death um maybe in your before you get into kind of give me your thoughts on last night and kind of where things are maybe explain to people what the shield is and where the reference comes from
2: Uh, um, i think bronco had one of those didn't he the head coach of new mexico now it Wait, think, hang I on get, a second. We're Brad not doesn't allowed to. want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> I, just, I realized as I
0: was setting you up for the shield thing, I was like, yeah, crap, I we I, I had a moratorium on talking about Bronco. Um but anyway, continue.
2: But but a former UVA head coach had a, had a uh, shield a, we used and <laughs> Virginia did pretty well when he hit coach. the numbers. Um and I I can't remember it was a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Brad kind of mentioned yeah. what would the shield be for basketball and it was before it was and before and the together, NC State
0: and, game, right? Wasn't it that day? Like, that we came up with that, that And was they a, just obliterated It's yeah,
2: something like that I can't keep track of It was a Saturday Because that. we days.
0: were we were all texting about it And then it was like Boom So yeah it was like two weeks
2: Yeah, yeah but I mean It's pretty simple it, Um, Prior to last night's game If Virginia didn't Do three of four things And the four things Are shoot 40% from the field Make four threes uh, Block four shots Or get seven steals They hadn't won a game all year Prior to yesterday Um
0: if they hadn't done so, 3.
2: Yeah, they hadn't done 3 of the 4. If they've done 4 of the 4 their average margin of victory is over 20 points. So um I guess that speaks to if you think about it, it kind of speaks to this defense not being a, a traditional like Tony Bennett lockdown defense. They right. rely more on splashy plays like blocks and steals, disruptive plays. Um and then they're they have to shoot well to win, you know, um which the four three seems kind of low, but the percentage they shoot. So
1: forty percent from the themselves. field. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, it's as, as it like does, high school basketball. They didn't get it last night, right? <laughs> nope. yeah. yeah, that's yeah, like they, it's like if they are competent, they win. <laughs> I think last night they had exactly four made threes, and they were thirty four percent or something. Thirty yeah, four. It, they were four. They were four three
0: three. They were at four. if They were four, 17 from deep, and they were twenty four percent as a team.
2: Yeah, I think what broke the shield last night, their first win with only two of the four was. Plus twenty two on the rebounds. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they they were they also only normal. had four
0: steals. Um, but yeah, but part of this is because and and we're gonna get into this in a second, but it's kind of bonkers to me to see Virginia win a game where they have fifteen turnovers. I mean, that is like if you think what about they it from, the free
1: throw line, like
0: at the free throw line they were uh, seven of thirteen, so fifty four percent.
1: Yeah, and I think they were four for nine, like in overtime. And then they made some
0: at the end. Overtime, they yeah. were five of nine, so they were fifty five point six. Yeah, because Tane made his basically. Tane made end. his.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah it's he scored it's six insane. points in
0: team. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I'm sorry, Dave. We 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 sort of got off track. No, I mean
2: that's the shield. I think it's just. I mean, I, I found it interesting to kind of track those numbers while you're watching the game. And if you know Virginia's, if Virginia's trending to hit all four of those by the end of the game, they're usually. Playing very well Um, We're on a path to win Which they were In the first half
0: They were there Right Because Yeah they were More than halfway there They were um, Except for shooting Except for shooting That's true In the first half They were 12 of 34 From the field They were 18% from three But they had Six blocks already And one steal
2: Um, Yeah they hit the block number Like halfway through The first half Which they haven't done In weeks Um, Yeah Yeah their steals Have been up But Yeah, I mean, it's just – I mean, I think you kind of speak – last night's game kind of – if there's anything last night's game reminded me of is it's how the team has kind of buckled in the past. You know, I think I referred to it as letting go of the rope. Um, Last night they didn't, and they haven't done that the last few games, which I think is a big difference maker. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think a lot of that's minor. Um, Yeah. You know, if you don't – it's team effort, obviously, but minor being – an ACC caliber player all of a sudden just, you know, all of a sudden Groves can play his natural position. Dunn can play his natural position. The rebounding has been tremendously better since he went in. And then we don't have to trap the post as much. So right, that's a plus.
0: Yeah. So you, you said something a second ago that essentially that, you know, in a weird way, the, that this game in terms of the number, and we're, we're going to keep calling it the shield just because we think it's funny, but, it, it is a nice little uh, way to refer to it, I guess. But it broke the shield in the sense of, like, this is a game that was in, you know, I think I tweeted something like this. Like, this was a bizarro game in a variety of ways. UVA is going to hold an opponent to 53 points and yet still have 15 turnovers. Like, those kind of turnover numbers are typically when UVA's, like, when the defense is just, is, is essentially unable to, to keep up because the efficiency is so out of whack. But 54 rebounds will do that for you, right? It's also so weird to me to see UVA dominate a team on the glass and yet only have a 34 to 30 advantage at points in the paint. Like, usually those two things are somewhat related, right? You, you kill them on the glass, you're, you're killing them in the paint. And, and since, you know, this little bit of a renaissance, right, um, I guess, what was it? The last NC State game, right, was the last time that that Miner has not started. He started in, Wake, in Winston-Salem. We saw how that went. He started um, against Tech um, and played... So he went from seven minutes against uh, NC State to uh, 22 minutes against Wake to 26 minutes against NC State. um, Against Georgia Tech, he plays 24 minutes and then last night against uh, NC State on the rematch, he played, uh, let's see, he played 30, uh, obviously an extra frame. But, I mean, the, the work that that dude did... Ferber on DJ Burns I mean Like there was this one point I don't know if you guys noticed this But there was this one point Late in the game I It might have been overtime Where NC State is. I think it was actually Burns Shooting free throws And I noticed that IMac Was over near the sideline And, and somebody had handed him A bottle of water He was like stretching out his, What looked like his left calf He's like grabbing his toes And then he's like drinking the water Because so clearly I think he was like Dealing with some cramps Right And so Jordan Miner walks over And and, like, you could tell he was just like, water, water. Can I have some water? And, like, somebody, like, handed – so IMAC hands the water bottle back over to Ronnie or whoever. And, like, the sadness that just, like, washed over poor, exhausted Jordan Minor for having to deal with 280 pounds of DJ Burns. What Okay, whatever they list that kid at, it's not that. It's more than that. Like, it's a load handling that dude. He's and Elton
2: Brown, UVA offensive guard. That's who he is. He's he really that. is.
0: And – I was watching him during shoot-around, and I was just like, you know, on one level, it's like you're kind of impressed in a way. But at the same time, like, I didn't—I guess I just really didn't notice until I watched him in person how much of a liability he is. Like, Don't get me wrong. When you can pump the ball into that dude and he can score and, and the, the way that he can typically impact a game as he has in the past, I think UVA did a really nice job of not letting his passing hurt them. Um, certainly not like they did in the first matchup, but like, it's great to have a guy that you can just pump the ball into and he's going to score more often than not. Right. There was a play in the first half that I've legitimately have never seen before, which is like, he had his back to Reese Beekman in the middle of the lane and he didn't have any idea one where the ball was that the, that, that he should probably turn around because he was, he had his back to like half the court. And three, even once he saw it, there was, like, no way for him to, like, help, right? Like, Reese basically, like, ran down the lane completely um, <laughs> completely untouched for lack of a description. And I've just never, I, I don't know, man. Like, I've seen some blown, you know, assignments and plays and such, but that was just something. Anyway, Ferber, in terms of what you saw from Minor, what you've seen from Miner, how has how does his uh his play and sort of what uVA looks like with him in the game how does this adjust your previous adjustment or realignment right <laughs> to how you thought this season would go? has it changed you dramatically or is it or are you starting to see enough evidence that you think like with more evidence you could be more of a believer?
1: Yeah, I mean I think it gives you more options and more potential to do different things and, and eliminate things, you know, like that's a big thing of, you know, what coaches are trying to do. I think Tony said that before, right? You have to like eliminate losing before you can win. Um and, you know, like I, I think with Jordan Minor being able to play last night against DJ Burns, that eliminated some things that UVA would have had to do that would have maybe made them vulnerable elsewhere, you know? And a uh, minor did a, a really nice job against him, made some really big plays. You know, uh, it was a big part of the he didn't get all the rebounds necessarily, but he was a part of them. You know, he was tipping balls out, being in position for a lot of these rebounds that UVA got. Um, and then he got a f- few big stops. Um, Burns kind of got him at the end of the game. Right. But then a regulation. But one, I think he might have walked. And then the other one he missed. Oh, he but definitely just walked. Him. It just set them up for the rebound off the miss. Um, but yeah, it just gives you more options, and also like there's no more high percentage shot in basketball than like an uncontested layup or dunk. And I mean, it sounds really easy, but UVA just wasn't making those before, and they still, I mean, they still need to do better there. Um, but I mean, like, I you know, it's just if you have a guy in the post that's just a threat, you know, or can get to the rim or you know a lot of teams like are switching and and every once in a while you get a mismatch down there where he's getting guarded by somebody who's six six you know all he has to do is go up and make a a clean shot you know and he you know it's easy points and when you're not making your threes or you're struggling at the free throw line or your offense is just kind of clunky those are the plays that can kind of get you out of the rut um in addition to just like a timely made three or whatever so it just gives them more options. And and like I said, kind of allows them to maybe not have to be exposed as much. Um, And I also think like, I don't know that the two things are necessarily connected, but I think Buchanan has also been better lately. Um, It does feel like that
0: since Miners has has like fit into one role, Buchanan has been able to fit in a different role.
1: And yeah, he just seems more like, He's sure of himself and not yeah, like yeah, – you know, he he's not there, like yeah. – his eyes aren't as wide. Um, And he's been making his layups and stuff. And what
0: they need from him is just dramatically different now. Without Minor, yeah. you kind of need Buchanan to be somebody he's just not ready to be yet. And now with Minor doing what he's done, Buchanan can sort of fall back to be the guy he's supposed to be right now. And, and he you seems can play to really him against that. backups. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: you can when, when other teams sub their bigs, you can bring in right. Buchanan, and then he's not out of his element. Um,
0: right you get the you get the pj the fake pj halls uh (laughs) and and buchanan can and i thought buchanan like tony even said to give him a nice lift last night um you know he played 14 minutes and he had to um and there was that stretch in the second half where burns didn't play at all um yeah and i think
1: that's the thing with burns is like he is like a completely different player than everybody else but like you can't play him more than what like I mean, I, I don't know what he plays per game, but, like, he feels like a 23-minute-a-game
0: kind of yeah, guy. He played guy. 27 last night, which you... you, you know, With you overtime. To, yeah, with overtime, yeah. yeah. Did you guys yeah. see Kevin after the game say, essentially, that, like, Burns gets officiated differently? Did you guys see this? I mean, so, I'm sure
1: there's some truth in that. Well, um, what he,
0: So what Kevin is trying to say is that, like, refs tag Burns for... Fouls because he's so much bigger And I wanted to be like my guy you're right But not in the way you think Like refs let him do a lot More yeah I think he also gets away with Stuff he gets away with a lot Um Now I you know I understand if he was getting hacked Like crazy and you're like oh you're not calling Fouls on because that happened to Shaq right Um it's, For the record I'm Not making that comparison I'm just using An, an example of a guy who <laughs> DJ, who's Burns, the the next DJ Burns the next Shaq <laughs> But like you know, I it, it, I don't think that's what's happening. I think what's happening for Burns is that like there's a lot of times where he's really physical with his hands, and typically guys who have that kind of size advantage, they're physical with their bodies, right? He certainly he certainly does use his body as a um, as a as a part of his kind of toolkit, um, but a lot of times he's using um, sort of the. The, the, the stationary base that is him Right and his hands he's just like pushing Dudes um yeah. and there were a handful Of times last night where I mean he's just like You know he's just kind of pushing guys In places where you're like you know Other bigs are not getting the Benefit of the doubt on those non calls I'm just Sorry I mean no offense no no Disrespect Kevin appreciate your hustle but like No that's not the way this works
2: he also um, Doesn't he doesn't score like a big you Know he, he shoots no, he fadeaways doesn't. and hook shots Like a, you're not Yay. getting many fouls called On those Right. Yeah, I yeah, he Miner doesn't like didn't... have a he doesn't have like a traditional post-up game
1: that he uses a lot. Yeah, I mean, he right. does have that, but he doesn't right. that's not how he scores a His lot.
0: His post-up game is more about creating space for himself as opposed to getting to the basket. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, but I thought Miner just did a fantastic job on the kid. Um, and I thought that was like textbook like, oh, this is the thing they were missing. Now, I'm not ready to say that like UVA should never try to go with an unconventional lineup again, but I do think for this specific team Uh, Those aspirations were misplaced right Um, the idea that you were going to have like a stretch this and that like that's not to say that there aren't places for those kind of contributions and certainly um, you know there were there are going to be moments where they need groves to to kind of be the big on the floor and such and such but like everything just seems to work better now that minor is playing consistently. I mean, props to him. I mentioned this on Twitter, too, but, like, I just don't – I don't think I can think of a single guy who comes close to the sort of 180 that he's done in the short amount of time he has. Because, I mean, if we're being real honest about it, right, like, there were times early in the season where you were – I mean, a lot of us, I think, were super confused as to how – like, what UVA was expecting him to be, like, how – you know, and it just, he looked completely like a fish out of water. And not just in terms of fit, I'm talking about all the way around. I mean, he did not look like a guy who had, you know, kind of had the bona fides that this kid had in the 4 portal. He couldn't he catch. Couldn't. He, you know, a lot of times he was just kind of stumbling all over the place. He just looked completely discombobulated. And then now you put him in, and not, he's, I mean, I'm not saying he's like, you know, Tyler Hansborough 2.0 or anything, um, but he's, he, he's doing the things that virginia needs him to do and that execution level alone is enough to change i think the trajectory for this team uh, dave i asked ferber this question about you know sort of does minor kind of change things for him in terms of the realignment do you need to see more from him like do you need to see him reel off more wins do you see need to see him play more minutes or do you think what with what you've seen thus far that he changes things for them like in terms yeah, of their they-
2: outlook I mean, I think after four games, you know, three and one, he's played four games. He's scored forty-six, or you know, he's averaging double digits um, in ACC play. You know, it's not like we're twenty games in the season. I think you know he's played what basically half of our ACC games, and we've won all but one that he's started. So, I think I've seen enough that he's progressed enough. Um, you know, he's not he's not going to score double digits every game. If he does, I feel a lot better about this team, but the fact that he's shown the ability to do it so far, um I just think it gives Virginia more, you know, more lineup flexibility and they've already played, you know, and then think about who he shut down, you know, kid for tech is was came in on the heater and Bonner shut him down. Um obviously Burns last night got some, but you know, he got him against I thought what Burns did last night was a lot better than what he did to us at NC State where, you know, he hurt us by hitting open open guys for three a lot more. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, he might take a turn because there's a lot of season left, but I feel pretty confident. I feel a lot better about the five spot than I did two weeks ago. Um, mm, fair. And, you know, again, I think him just being – even if he's kind of what he what has been the last four games, I think that makes Virginia a much better team. I still don't know if that makes Virginia good enough to get into the NCAA tournament or to make a run. Um, but it certainly puts them on a different rung than they were before. Um, you know, they still got other stuff they have to figure out. They've, they've got to shoot more consistently from three. They've got to figure out that three spot, um, whether it's by committee or whatever. Um, but you know any any problem you solve during the season you know where you can concentrate on the next one is a positive yeah
0: um I, I, I real quick i just this is random but i just thought of it i was like i really appreciate that um i have not seen a bunch of punny headlines with minor or major you know um nobody last night are you was like,
1: happy because you're about to make a bunch
0: <laughs> no i <laughs> Well, I mean, I could, I mean, I'm sure I can think of some, but no, I was just was like thinking about like how minor has not, has had a, and ma- just, I was thinking like it's been a major thing. It's like his name and I'm like, Oh, this is like very typical sort of like, Oh, let's be cutesy with it. I don't know. I'm just actually genuine. That was a genuine thing. I wasn't trying to set up like a joke. Um, but no, like the way that he has, I think is it's, I'm, I'm kind of at a place where, and you might've been able to tell from the question, like. I feel like I'm at a place with it where if you show me a couple more games of them sort of doing, you know, essentially getting wins over teams that otherwise had beat them, um like if they're able to beat Notre Dame and you know, it, like for example, NC State in Raleigh shot like 49%, scored 76 points, right? NC State in Charlottesville shot 35 points, scored 53 points. Sorry, 35% scored 53 points. Like the night and day to it. What's funny is, is like my memory of that game in Raleigh was, and I mean, granted, that was like at the height of the whole strip sinus infection situation. But like Burns only had six points in that game, which is kind of bananas if you think about it. Yeah, it's, six because, points.
1: it's because they were basically UVA would double him and then he would pass to a wide open guy. Who right. Would make a three.
0: And he, And he only had four assists, which is, you know, but I mean, he was such a, you know, crucial part of their offense. There was a time in that first half last night, which I think the big reason they they only scored 15 points is because they had no idea what to do when they couldn't do the thing that they could do.
1: Right. They had a long stretch where they were like totally lost.
0: They didn't score. They didn't have a field goal for the last six, 34 of the first half, which is like some old school, like, you know, like that thing they did to poor Kevin Stallings and Pitt that year. Right. Like. It it was it was real bad. Um, now to their credit, they they sort of figured it out in the second half, and a lot of that I think is because UVA sort of took its foot off the pedal a little bit. Um, not in I don't think intentionally. I just think it's sort of yeah, when you're just sloppy. when you're up, but you're not playing well. I think it's harder for you to continue the the sort of match the energy level. Um, And I just thought it was all right there in the shield.
2: You should have been worried the whole time. (laughs) It was telling you. No, I'm
0: No, I was, I didn't have to, I didn't have to, whatever. You were very, uh, you were very vocal about how the shield was broken. (laughs) Well, it's also like lost boys. You were not. I I think,
1: I think UVA got to a point in the the game too, where it like, I mean, I know that it felt like this in the arena, like kind of felt like the game was over. Um, and it was like, all right, they're up like fourteen. Like yep. NC State looked completely lost, yep. and then NC State got it down to like eight, but it still you, felt yeah. like it did. It still felt <laughs> yeah. like, all right, yeah. they're not going to come back. Yeah. And then it was like all of a sudden, two possessions go the wrong way, and it's the energy in the game. room
0: changed. Right, you could say that UVA yeah. came out on a timeout once, and McNeely like kind of short armed a mid range J. And boy, you could feel that all the lemon booty in the room. Yeah, you know, you
1: see when Marcel made the layup to cut it to like yeah. five. That I acrobatic like, oh, one, he like okay.
0: kind of dunk yeah. but didn't down yeah, the baseline.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were yeah, lucky that's... not to lose that game in regulation. I mean, oh, and just Marcel just throwing like heaving that ball. He probably could have dribbled once or twice and.
0: Yeah, I thought well, he made I, it. I thought <laughs> he did. Well, look, he firmly, made you it. know the angle from from where we sit, right? Like. Yeah where he threw that thing it was like right on i mean that thing it you know no disrespect to the bills kicker but like that thing it, it, out of his hand it looked good there was no doubt in my mind when he let that, that would thing have been go one of the
2: most ironic shots them, in jpj history
0: and i mean yeah. after the game i thought this was really interesting um after the game uh somebody asked him a question about sort of the emotion you know this was his last time playing there and stuff and he he sort of like he his answer was basically I mean like why do I care and, and listen I get it like it's been it's been several years now like you've sort of and he's on. already been back yeah. and he's already been back it wasn't like this was his first time and stuff but I just thought I was like you know if I spent years of my life going through the recruiting process and spending all this time with various coaches and I and I choose a school and I spent a long time committed and signed and then I came and I played and I like actually like. You know, wore those, I'm not saying that it wouldn't, that it would mean everything to me, but I do think it would mean something, you know, like, I understand the whole transfer portal is sort of an identity um, of just this era of of basketball and, and at the college level and, um, you know, the pros have been moving teams forever, right? But, like, it just was interesting, like, how nonchalant he was about it, Um which made me wonder, like when the when the fans are sort of booing him, which I get, you know, the fans are fans, and fans it was way be. worse last year. I yeah, it was. Um, I just, you know, was it just, I don't know, it was just kind of funny. But it, you know, I just thought in that second half, like, you know, they were they were clearly trying to do everything they could to respect the shield. You know what I mean? They were, they were like, oh, the shield says this <laughs> this game's gonna be this game's is <laughs> ours. We should go win it now. Um, and I mean, really, I I thought. You know, even down the stretch before um, before overtime, I mean, you know, Virginia's missing free throws in, the, in exactly the right spots. They're turning it over in the right spots. Like it did have a feel. Yeah. Um, and, and Dave,
1: he, you know, Dave said, like they're lucky they won in regulation, but also like they kind of had the game. Like they, they got up by like four or five or whatever. Yeah, right? they did. Yeah. And then it was like, then they just kind of like left some free throws on the table and they kind of let NC State get back in it. And then they gave up Burns had like a post move the travel one and then the miss that was rebounded. And then all of a sudden it was tied. But I mean, UVA was in a pretty good spot to win the game if they just kind of handled their business yeah. with like a minute to go. And then they had a chance to win it in regulation and they kind of just like fumbled the ball.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this free throw, shoot, this free throw shooting is kind of bitten us in the butt, but it's really going to bite us in the butt at some point. I mean, oh, I always yeah. started fouling Virginia two minutes to ago.
1: Well, yeah, I said that.
2: I was like, I think it, I can't remember what this, I think UVA was up or
1: down, yeah, up by two, and they broke the press, and there was like 120 left, and NC State had committed six fouls. And I was like, I would foul now. I would have, because yeah. I, it was one and one, and I was like, I'd rather have the time yeah. than let UVA run another 30 seconds off. Yeah. Um, it, was 40, I think maybe, it was 40, maybe, maybe UVA for, it was up four.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. 47 43. After McNeely's yeah. jumper. That makes more sense. Um, with than 221. Too. And then State then came down and done. missed. And then um, after that. Um,
1: I think the ball went out of bounds. Yeah. And then UVA had to. Because in- I remember UVA had to inbound the ball. And I was like, if they break the press, I would foul. But yeah. they didn't.
0: Let's see. So it's. it's uh, let, me, let me. I'm breaking this down here. So 47 43. Um. Virginia has the ball. Taylor misses that layup. State got it back. The horn kid misses a three. And I think that's when I thought it was probably over. And I was, and you're right. That's exactly what you're talking about. They crossed half court and I was like, what are they doing? Why are they not fouling? Right.
1: Yeah, and they let UVA run it from like one thirty to one oh five or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, which I thought was just so odd. Um, but then you but then uh, they went down and scored. Harris missed that layup um and then Beekman missed the jumper that's and right that, and, and Dunn missed the dunk and Dunn missed a dunk and that's i mean cuz like think about it not only did they do that but then even when um even when they went to the line um Beekman only makes one of two right um earlier right which is part of that little you know 5 point quote unquote run um and it's just very It's just very odd to to miss the for Virginia to basically miss its last three shots of regulation, and still somehow manage to get to overtime, and then they missed the first shot of overtime too because Dunn missed a a layup um, on the putback. Um, But I mean, they did have. It's funny because like rarely in these kinds of games do you have a lead lose a lead have many chances to put it away you're able you know like normally that's the, like once it once it slips out of your hands you don't get to pull it back and i mean let's credit to them yeah, yeah credit to them for, for cuz especially considering the way this thing has gone this season like today's point earlier right like they've really kind of just lost control of the rope like they just they just they just let it go um on the road and this was the first time i think maybe at home that they've really sort of had to to you know, they've they've dropped it. They've had to find it, regrip it, and then pull it back. And they've really only played like that.
1: one close game at home. Yeah, besides that's this right. one, and it was the Northeastern game, which had no business being close. But you know, <laughs> it, you know, it, they had a yeah. sleepy game. But like yeah. all their other wins at home have been, even the Tech game. I mean, like that never really got close. Like they kind of had that in hand. um But yeah, I mean, they responded, and that's the thing is like with the shield and all that stuff, like it's good to be able to win your games where you don't play well. Right. Like, yeah. And that's, you know, they've had games where they've looked really bad and they've gotten blown out, you know, by 20 points in this game. You know, they I wouldn't even like even the first half, like they didn't play that great until yeah. like the last what, like couple Four minutes. minutes
2: yeah, and then it was then 15 it w- to 14. And yeah, then it was 27 to 15.
1: Yeah, yeah. They went on a bit of a run at the end of the half. Yeah, and it was like, okay, the now they're kind of hitting minutes. a groove. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Homefield Apparel is back with brand new options for the Wahoos and so much more. With college basketball now in full swing, there has never been a better time to gear up with officially licensed apparel from Homefield. First time customers can get 15% off their first order using the code CAVS23 at checkout. Homefield has comfortable, thoughtful selections not just for UVA, but for more than 180 schools across the country. So no matter who you pull for, there's something for you. Their plan is simple. Dig through the archives and the history of the schools to find unique logos, mascots, traditions, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your favorite school. I love what they've done with the various UVA logos, and I'm really excited about what they're going to do in the future. Their products are printed on high-quality garments with extreme comfort in mind. You're not going to find anything better out there. So, don't miss the hottest styles and the most sought-after apparel. Shop at Homefield today and wear one for the team. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code cavs twenty three for fifteen percent off your first order. Thanks to Homefield for their support of this show and all of calvescorner.com. We have um, we have gone way too long in this podcast without talking about Tane Murray, um, <laughs> and, and or winning at Georgia Tech. Anyway, <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, like real talk. We
1: don't need to talk about that too much, but like that was a pretty good performance too. Just no, the it fact was. That it was from ten down or whatever it was early.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, I mean and frankly like the I, I, it's not they it's, the it's not it's not that's true they did. Um down by excuse me up by four at the half. Um to get down on a four. run on a big yeah. run. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was like a 17 nothing run that they had, right? Yeah, um, they, ended up they were down by like in
2: the first or half, right? Yeah.
0: And then Georgia Tech comes back um and and really sort of makes it interesting, you know. Um But I 100%
2: texted you guys, this is a 20 point loss. Like, cause you could feel it. Yeah. The same thing was happening. Well, Georgia Georgia Tech. Tech. This happened everywhere. The
1: the thing that Georgia Tech was doing is that, I mean, well, other teams have been doing it too. They were just making everything like contested shots, uncontested shots, everything was going in. And I was like, okay, like we'll see if they can keep this up. You know, if they do, they're going to win by a lot. If they don't, but UVA still had to shoot their way back in it, which is good. Yeah. And they made. I mean, it's just this team is just so topsy turvy, you know. Like, yeah. how many threes did they make in that game? Like thirteen or something like that. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, it was an absurd amount. Yeah, um, and then and they then made eleven last. The, then last the night they made four and yeah. two. I think were in overtime. Yeah, forty five. Well, the other thing crazy.
2: Made threes, to Ferber's uh, point, Georgia steals. Tech, I
0: think in the first half shooting from three was like five of like twelve. They, you know? At one point, they made, like, five in a row or four in a row. It was wild. Like I was like, you man, know, like. And you you kind of had to know that they were going to kind of regress a little bit. But if there's anything we've learned about UVA on the road this year is that it does not take long for it to get late real early. You know what I mean? And the fact that they, you know, both of these games, you really can give them credit for it. I, I do want to talk about Tane, though, because, like, yeah. I asked him this in post game, Because, like, I mean, like, listen, Ferber was there. Like, the energy in that building was so like lemon booty late right like everybody's nervous and you get it right they it was really good
1: throughout the game but it was like really like oh man they're about it to got it game. got <laughs> real
0: like holy crap i can't believe this actually happened not is happening like the energy in the room was this this has happened right yeah and yet Tane murray who has not played a lot of crunch time minutes in his career right this dude looks like it is the most normal thing in the world like he is exactly where he's been a million times right out at least outwardly inside you know he I'm like look you you know you haven't been in this moment not only did he execute at a high level not only did he come through when they really need him to do specific things right like he's hitting free throws that don't touch anything but net he's hitting threes he made the, you know had a huge rebound in there like and I said something to him after you know my question I was like um you know everybody else in the building is nervous but you look like you know It's just a regular old Wednesday night for you. Um, And he, he, he he jokingly admitted like, yeah, I was probably kind of freaking out a little bit inside. Um, But I just thought that his, his ability to sort of just focus on whatever he was being tasked to do and just do it. Like, I think a lot of us, myself included, have been sort of frustrated with the number of times that Tony has gone to Tane in various situations and been like, "Why, why now? Right? Like, and there certainly is a large contingent of the fan base who would love to see those minutes go elsewhere, right? But, man, he was exactly what the doctor ordered last night. Um, and I, I'm i not saying that I, like, think that he'll move into the starting five, um, take Rhodey's spot or whatever, whatever. But Rhodey played 12 minutes last night and started, right? Um, <laughs> Murray played 19, and most of them were down the stretch, Um and he's like a whole
1: overtime, right? I mean, yeah. pretty much.
0: Yeah. And he, and he, like I said, he, you know, he and NC State both scored six points in the in that five minutes. I mean, he <laughs> he was he was exactly what they needed last night, which is just you know, not exactly. Again, I would not have expected a, three weeks ago that, or two weeks ago, even that Minor was going to be the um, the secret sauce. Uh, you know, certainly getting Harris back had helped him, um, even though he didn't score last night place plays 20 minutes, gave him an extra ball handle on the floor, had a couple of assists. Um, you know, he's still, I think, getting back into the place where he needs to be physically. Um, and we, we talked a lot about minor, but man, I, Murray was kind of indispensable last night, right? Like if, if he's not, he's not out on the floor making the plays he made on very, on, you know, on both ends. I, I just don't think they win that game. I don't think that it's even like close, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that that overtime goes nearly the way it did um if he's not out there and i think that's that's kind of remarkable if you think about it what do you think dave
2: yeah i mean probably don't i mean someone else would have been out there maybe they make a play but the uh i mean i think Tane just kind of what virginia's had before like the guy who like at points you're frustrated he's getting playing tom and then i mean we've definitely had history with this under tony bennett and but, yeah, he's just steady. If anything, last night I thought he was more aggressive than he's been in other games because I think yeah, it I was that. like that first possession early when he came in. Um, I think it was Beekman, like, broke through and was driving. And Tane is, like, standing wide open in the corner, and Beekman just looks him off and throws it. I think he ends up throwing it down underneath. But I think that's because Tane in the last few games has shown – hesitation in pulling that open jumper um and after that tom like the next time he's open he got the ball he he nailed it at the end of the first half there so yeah it's just that confidence and i think you know not to make a mountain out of a molehill but um i mean i think it does kind of speak to the culture of the team you know i think for, Fans like to criticize, like, this player, she needs to play more or he's going to leave or whatever. But, you know, these these are basketball players. They're practicing hard. They're doing all this stuff. They're staying ready. And, you know, Tane stayed ready and showed up for his teammates. And I'm sure there will be games this year where Rody does it too. There's been games in the past. Um, Miner is a perfect example of that. Like, even though it wasn't showing on the court, obviously he was working hard behind the scenes. So, you know, I, I still think that three, you know, whether it's Tane or Rody or – or Bond, or even Gertrude down the road. Like, you know, they've still got a spot on this floor that's going to take kind of an all-hands-on-deck um, approach to, to kind of figure it out. And Murray having that success last night certainly helps give you more options there. Because I th- I do think rody has been struggling. Like, I like Rody's games. I, I think the reason he, he plays so much, despite his shooting woes, is, you know, he's another ball handler. And Harris is still getting back into shape. So, um you know, if Tane can come in, especially with, with Harris on the floor. It's just one more option for a team that needs him.
0: Yeah. I think the thing, Ferber, that I am sort of most impressed by with Tane is not so even just the um the the way that he has been able to uh the way he was able to last night, you know, come in and, and be basically look like he's been there before, even though he personally hasn't. Um, but I think the thing that really stands out the most is the fact that like he's able to do this it's January 25th today, right? Like we're not talking about, he did this in November or December, right? Like this is the, the the full heart of the season and you haven't been the guy, you know, to do it at this stage. It's one thing to do it at all, to come out of the blue and make the contributions that he made, right? To do it this way. Um, and, You know, from a playing time perspective, he's not gotten anything like what I would say is like, you know, significantly consistent. Right. Um, You know, in in some of these games, you know, he's getting 10, 11 minutes, something like that. Um, And that's sort of par for the course. But in some of these games, you know, he's playing because the game is out of reach. Right. It's not like he's been a driving force. Right. Now, he did score 12 in the in the win over. um Uh, Louisville right Uh, Probably his his other sort of best Game so to speak but The fact that he's able to do it now at This point in the season and just step in I mean I I just think that's like I said I think that's pretty remarkable what are what are Some of your thoughts on on the Tane experiment Or experience I guess I should say
1: yeah, I mean, good for him. I think it's a testament to the things that Tony's always preached and a lot of other coaches do too, which is like you have to be ready when your number's called and you don't know when that's going to be and the fans aren't going to know either. Um, and the big thing for me last night with him was like, um, and I don't mean this as a criticism or at all, but like why was he, why him? You know what I mean? Like what what did Tony see that made him want to go with Tane in that moment because like, um, Dante Harris is playing late and that made sense because they're breaking presses and you need as many right. guys that, they, that right. can do that as possible. Like, I mean, not that Tane's bad at that, but like it's, I wouldn't consider that maybe like the strength of his game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like it worked and right. you know, whatever, whatever Tony saw to make him think like Tane is what we need right now. Cause I mean, it would have been pretty easy for him to just not go that route. It worked and, you know, and, Tain also made shots. I mean, like he had to step up. I mean, he got good looks, but he made them and, you know, credit to him for that. And, um, we'll see. I mean, I hadn't really considered the whole, like, is Tain going to start playing more element of it, but I mean, we'll see. And you mentioned the Louisville game. I mean, he was really good in that game. And the only reason that that wasn't a bigger deal is because that game was in hand. Yeah. Um, you know, they won that game comfortably, but I mean, he was at the podium post game, which is usually yeah. a good sign. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's encouraging and, you know, it's the one kind of thing that has stuck out to me about the improvement that we've seen over the last, I would say, since the NC State game, because they had that week off and they played Wake and it didn't go well, mm-hmm. but it was pretty clear that they were going to try some different stuff, um, is that Tony, uh, They this team, I still, I, I still believe everything I said a few weeks ago. Like, I don't know that this team – it feels like they might be missing something to get to like being really good. Maybe they're able to kind of take what they have. And, um, you know, we talked about Jordan minor and like, it maybe it doesn't solve all your problems, but at least gives you a chance to be in games where before you might not have been. Um, and you know, maybe you just have a better chance to win games, but, um, with Tane, all these guys, like the one thing I will say about Tony is that he is trying different things. Like, yeah, he, is. he has a rep he has a reputation for being stubborn. And I think that in some ways that's earned. And I, I don't even necessarily think that people mean that in a bad way. He just kind of sticks to what he believes in. Um, but I mean, you know, Jordan minor was a guy that clearly didn't have their trust. And then they were like, you know what? Screw it. Like either. I mean, maybe he was better in practices or whatever, but like they were like, let's just see what happens if he goes out and plays and you know what? It worked or it's yeah. working. It's working. That's uh, fair. Tane. Fair, fair playing more maybe it works maybe hair is playing more work you know like but they're not it seems pretty clear to me that they're not going to just be like this is our team we're gonna you know my team is on the floor (laughs) we're just gonna (laughs) go down with the ship
0: so check this out so it's 721 um the horn kid makes a jumper to make it 40 to 35 all right uva turns it over state misses a layup um jordan gets a Rebound, but he turns it back over. State scores um, off the turnover, right? All right, McNeely gets blocked. Um, NC State gets it, but but Horn misses a jumper. All right, Harris gets the rebound and he's fouled. All right, so UVA turns the ball over again. State scores to make it thirty nine forty. All right, McNeely misses that other jumper, which is the one I mentioned earlier, right? State scores to take the lead, 41-40. UVA calls timeout two seconds later. That's when he went away from Harris and to Tane, all right? So when the game is not – so we're not even talking about a situation where, like, oh, he happened to be out there, right? We're talking about a situation where, like, to Dave's analogy earlier, right, they've lost the rope, right? It's it's now out of their hands. It's gone. NC State's taking the lead, right? And what does Tony do? in that moment he takes Harris out and puts Murray in and i don't think Murray came out from that point on um even in all the offense defenses you know situations and i i i i find that fascinating now actually i'm scrolling down and it looks like he he actually did take him out uh, and put Harris back in with 139 but i think that was because they were yeah. expecting a foul so they were just trying to get you know um ball handlers on the floor but he put Murray back in you know after that Situation had sort of rectified. So, my my point in bringing all this up and going through this is like it's not just that they were like, okay, well, let's try Tane. It was like, no, no, the 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 store is being lost. Like this, the game is falling out of our control, and it, we've now gone behind. I'm going to call a timeout, and I'm going to put Tane back in the game. And I I do think that there's you know Tony has historically been a guy who goes with the familiar option, right? He loves to know who he can trust and what if you can play even if you're not great but if you can play with some consistency and he knows what you're going to give him he'll give you minutes and what's been interesting is that like he goes to Tane even though Tane hasn't been getting those minutes right and I just I don't know man I find that really interesting Um, and not only did you know this is the second time you know if you think about it right so they've, they've started investing playing time in minor and he's proven them right for doing so Tane last night Tony's like hey we need you to come into a big Spot essentially and that's exactly what he did Um, Even though that hasn't Necessarily been a thing that he's done You know a lot in the past
2: Yeah I mean the other thing on Tane I mean he had that huge play at the end of the first half At Georgia Tech too he only played like Three or four minutes in that game but Remember the play at the end of the first half where Georgia Tech threw it had a bad Inbound and Tane let it Bounce before he touched it so he could get to the Rim I think like he's You know he said it could a two, uh, good two-game stretch there. And I do think, you know, and luckily for Virginia, NC State had a pretty good plan for when Rhodey was playing the three. You Agreed. know, they pretty much just isolate them and let Morsell yeah. attack him or whoever attack him, and they scored a lot of points that way. They never really did that for Tane for some reason. Um, who yeah, in somebody all asked of his, Keats a question. They didn't have a good. Way. They didn't have a good scout. Well, yeah. somebody yeah. Asked,
0: Tane, uh, Tane, asked Somebody asked Keats about that in post and was like, "Did you guys have?" I think it was Teal asked him "Like, did you guys have a scout on ten? Like, did you like what did your scout say?" And like, well, you know, and Keats's answer to me said essentially like they 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 were not expecting him to play. <laughs>
2: yeah, was um, yeah. like something like, "Oh, mean, you know, Tane's we a lot we, of we He's not a great defender, you know." Right? Yeah, that's um, fair. Though I will and, say,
0: I will say he's better than I I think that. Most of us would sort of Expect him to be if that makes any sense Right like he's yeah more I mean there's not Too
2: many good one-on-one defenders in Basketball period because tri- Fair fair <laughs> yeah guys gonna handle the Ball you right?
1: know Tony if Tane was like An elite defender he would have so starting many last year <laughs> yeah.
0: yep, He played yeah. so many minutes but I do think He's better You're, I think Dave's point is He's, correct, he's okay but just, yeah. he's he, but I mean like That was something I think that helped him last night right Which is like he did a good job of staying in front Um he moved his feet Honestly,
1: the thing I'll say about it last night is that he just kind of did his job. Yeah, but like that was enough. It that was, was like, enough, right? It was. He did that little handoff play with Reese, and he just moved to the right spot on the floor, and Reese made the pass, and then he knocked the shot down.
0: And he was um, decisive in shooting it too.
1: Yeah, you know? he just you know he took the shot, and then he also had a huge rebound at one point. Yeah, overtime, that, that yeah, where he, he got like that, went up and got in up. the paint. Yeah. yeah, he got fouled. A big boy rebound. Uh, yeah, and I mean like that's just. I, I, that, I mean, that stuff is remarkable and it's right, but it's like he really just comes out and, like, I think that we talk about, like, earning trust. I think he just was like, well, I'm just going to go out and play basketball and do my thing, <laughs> you know? Which is literally
0: um, how he answers all the questions. He's like, "Ah, yeah, you know, I just, you know. And and what well, he was his needed, night,
2: he I mean, better. you know, I, th- I text you guys last night, but between, you know, Murray, Bond, and Miner, um, I'm sorry, Murray, uh, Minor and Dunn made 14 shots last night. The rest out of twenty four, I think it was. The rest of the team was ten for forty one. Um, someone had to make shots. I mean, the the reason that game was close is Virginia didn't get much out of the starters other than Minor and done, You know, um, yeah, Manley you know, had like a decent game. Neely had an okay years. game, yeah. but not enough yeah. to win. You know,
0: which is a good so. point. We should let's let's finish this out this way. Um, you know, we've we've kind of you know I think we've we've been fair, but you know, well at times a little hard on Ryan Dunn and certainly because of the um the uh sort of hoopla surrounding him right the the hype and such i think you know here we've we've definitely been i, I think more realistic in terms of like here are the things that he does really well and here's some real you know areas of opportunity right i thought last night was the first time he looked like he Not only was he ready to sort of take over a game, but he knew what he needed to do, right? Now, again, he only goes – I mean, I understand this is somewhat relative, but he's got 13 points, which is, you know, not like a huge number. He didn't go like for 25, but he did have 12 rebounds, four of them offensive. Um, He was a big reason, I think, why Virginia had such a, um, you know, a a sizable advantage on the glass. You know, he put – he had six blocks, he had an assist – um, he didn't have any steals, which I thought was interesting, but I mean, he, other than Murray's 19 plus minus is not, I mean, it's not an infallible stat, right, but um, he, he was plus 14, which is, uh, you know, he he was exactly who this team needed him to be kind of all season. He did that last night, and I, I would love to say, like, hey, look, this is the beginning of a, a run for him, um, specifically because, like, I do think that him playing at a higher level, especially offensively, if he's able to score, you know, if he's able to, to make six baskets in a game, um, and, and one or two from the line, you know, like that's that I think that changes things a little bit for us in terms of, you know, projecting the thing out. Um, you know, he has had a lot of games where he sort of disappears a little bit between, you know, what was he like four or four against Georgia Tech, right? And so then he, he, three or three, he, has, a, yeah. he has a nice night of, um,
2: no, he was 4-4. You're right. Sorry.
0: He has a has a nice night against uh, State, you know. Um, I just think that, that st- again, goes back to consistency. Like, it doesn't – I'm not going to say it doesn't matter at all. But it certainly is – more than, you know, being able to hit a bunch of highs, it's to be able to play to some level consistently. That really is what Tony's looking for. Because the more consistent, you know, minor plays, the more that helps uh, Blake. And the more consistent they're both together, the more – you know, the, he's able to sort of pick and choose And it works better, right? Um, you know, Murray getting minutes or not You know, we'll see how that plays out Minor is, I think, is there to stay um, Harris, I think you're you're going to continue to play him situationally And, you know, his minutes will go up and down Depending on what the matchups are But Dunn being able to play at a high level And especially being able to finish around the basket Like, though, that in concert with some other things I mean, I do think you know, gives him a much better outlook. Um, you know, if he's able to do that with some consistency, which we'd obviously have to wait and see. Um, Dave, let's go to you. So, give me give me some thoughts on on Dunn, not just last night, but just kind of where you feel like things are with him in general.
2: Look, I mean, his offensive game's still a work in progress. I do think he may have had his single best non-dunk offensive play as a who last night with that. Kind of Michael Jordan-esque fall away, uh, yeah. fa- fall away. and then talking
0: um, smack. Dave hates it when they talk smack.
2: He <laughs> only it. when the he other people it. do. Yeah, um,
0: he doesn't care. He doesn't care if we do it, but if he really hates it when the other teams do it.
2: <laughs> but but I think offensively, like, in, it's a small sample size, but I do think he's benefiting a lot from having minor on the floor because, um, you know, Miner's a better screen setter. Which gets other guys open, which means Dunn's got more room to cut on the backside, and he's been doing it. And when he's he had a drive last night from beyond the three point line for a layup early in the game, which he doesn't do very often. Um, yeah, look, he's still a work in progress on that side of the ball. But you know, if you just look, I think Wake was the first. He didn't have a great game against Wake. You know, Miner's first start, but Dunn went three for four against Tech, and he also had seven boards one block and only one turnover against Georgia tech. He was four for four, 10 rebounds, um, two assists, three blocks. And then last night, obviously six for nine with, uh, 12 boards and six blocks. So he's something's working. You know, he he had a decent game against Louisville in the ACC. Otherwise he has been kind of up, you know, hadn't played very well in ACC play. So look at, I just think he he has to be confident in what he does and understand his role. His energy is important. You know, that's something – I mean, honestly, there was – since Harris has come back, I feel like there's more emotion out out on the court, whether that's coached or natural, doesn't matter to me because that's something we didn't see early in the year. Um, It it does crack me up how much it seems to – Tony spends so much time trying to rein Dunn in when I think that's what this team needs. So I,
0: I kind of um, agree with you. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you.
2: I, I don't I can't hear what Dunn's saying and I, I know Tony doesn't want to go too far, but um yeah, it, it's important and I think he's you know the the beneficiary of being able to play the forward and not having to worry, you know, now he's got a five he can trust, so he can right. stick to his man and help and help elsewhere. And yeah, it, it's working.
0: All right, Ferber, take us home. Give me some some final thoughts on Dunn and the bigger picture here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what I said before about like Minor, and I think Dave made a great point about Minor's influence on Dunn's like the shots that he's getting and things like that. And, right. and I think just like having Minor out there means that Dunn can kind of be more of who he is than trying to do too many different things and cover up weaknesses and things like that. Um But, yeah, I mean, I think he also had a few big defensive possessions last night. They put him on Morsell at the end of the game yeah, um, when it was pretty clear that State was trying to get him the ball and get him going. Um, And I believe he did a good job on those. I I don't remember how all those possessions ended, but I'm pretty sure Morsell either didn't get a shot off or didn't score. Um, And then, yeah, like, I mean, Dunn's going to do a lot of his work on the floor, on offense, like around the rim, you know, Obviously, he's going to make the flash plays, but just you know, getting to the la- uh, getting to the basket, making tough layups. He had a a good one. T- I think it was UVA's first points last night. Um, just getting downhill to the rim. Yeah, I thought he did and, a good
0: job of that too. Like throughout the game, like he 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 was clearly trying to get to the rim as opposed to like mid range. Uh, yeah, not, and he can. Really sure, what I'm doing. He's
1: a guy that has the he he has the ability to put the ball on the floor. I mean, he might not be like the best ball handler on the team, but he's certainly not terrible at it. So like, use your physicality at the rim with a full head of steam, right? Like, um, and I think he's been doing that, and you know, also just cleaning up met. You know, like, and that's how he scored a lot of his points this year. is just cleaning up misses and things like that, right. and that's a that's valuable right. skill. Um you know, the free throw shooting has to improve and then you'd like to see him knock down some outside shots. So the teams have to respect it and it gives their offense a little bit more versatility where he can, you know, pop out. Um, but right now it's working and, um, you know, we've talked a lot about like, this is kind of a different thought, but like we've talked a lot about the guys that are kind of flourishing in this new lineup and the guys that are getting more playing time. It seems like the guys that might be a little bit diminished in terms of role would be like Rody and groves. Right. Um, Groves, we haven't really talked much about, um, but you know they, they they might be losing some of the shooting or like using it more strategically here and there. Um, and there's probably going to be some games where Groves is going to play like 30 minutes against like the right team. Um, but you know, like Dunn, I think is he he's a he's a net negative from a shooting perspective, but he's you know he's going to do some things that Groves isn't going to do. Um, yep. so I think like, yeah, if you're kind of flopping those two guys back and forth or whatever, then, you know, it's going to be matchup dependent and things like that. But yeah, I think Dunn's been really solid the last couple of games and it is interesting with like his, his emotion and stuff like that. And I, I don't think it really gets the better of him too much, but, um, there are definitely times where Tony's like, t- like last night when he dunked, he had the dunk, he was like firing up the crowd and he, Tony was telling him to chill out a little bit <laughs> and play defense. Um, but I think you need that. I think this team, like, you know, we talk a lot about, like, where's the energy? These guys aren't having fun. Like, he's definitely having fun when things are going well. So, like, I think y- there's a balance, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Yeah, um, man, and just ahead to ahead. add one thing on Groves, because I was going to bring him up earlier. I think he played 10 last night. But, yeah. you know, he, he hasn't played a lot of minutes since Minor came in, but he hit two threes against uh, Virginia Tech, I think it was, in, like, 15. And he had yeah, a three yeah, the against three. Georgia Tech on the road. So like he he's still producing about what he was playing more minutes in all the games except last night. So I I kind of like him in that short that sh- you know that short burst of a you know that short burst of minutes coming Yeah, we talked to, about it. Three a or couple, two
1: When we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the pod, I remember looking at the numbers for that piece I wrote and he was only shooting 2.83s a game. Yeah. I mean, he can do that in 10 minutes or 14 yeah, minutes. Yeah, and he has been. <laughs> except
2: for you know, last night I think he only took one um but yeah. So yeah, he can night come in, in and heat up a little too, bit right? and then get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I think if there's something the team needs to work on, like I said, is they've got to figure out the three. And if it's think about committee, that's fun. I think what Tony did last night maybe is the blueprint. You you play the hot hand, whether that's Bond or you know, whether whether that's Bond, Rhodey, or or um, Murray, or maybe some games it ends up being, you know, IMAC at the three with Harrison Beekman. That's just the way it's gonna be this year. Um I do hope I mean I'm hoping in the next look, I don't wanna make this sound negative towards towards IMAC, but I think since Minor comes into line has come into lineup, I don't think Minor uh, IMAC is quite adjusted to the fact that he's going to get more open threes off the off the catch. Right. Because the screens are better. So I think he needs to he's still kind of it got that early season, okay, I'm covered, let me dribble and see if I can create a shot. He, he almost now with this offense special monitors minor's Playing well, if he gets the ball off the screen and he's not open, he needs to kick it right away and run it again. Yep. He needs. He yep. might be open a second time because yeah, he he's so much right better off, one. off the off the uh, catch. Yeah. If he was, puts the ball on the floor, he probably loses 15 20 percent. I agree. Maybe with you. Will, maybe more.
0: It's the it, his that that shot selection is is the thing that was sticking in my craw the most because there was a time where Joe Harris went through something similar where it was like Joe would you know pass out and. You know, pass out of things. Not like he would. You know, he faint. would be halfway up in the air. Halfway has. up in the air, and and he kind of had to. Co- he had to come to a realization that the best shot for Virginia's offense was a Joe Harris shot, regardless of whether or not it was the perfect shot. And he did. He came to that in time. I do think there were some. There was some more decisiveness later in the game from IMac, um, though. Every time he, he drives, that was a really
1: good look. Late, yeah, he well, did. When they were down one, he, yeah, he like he, he just did. shorted it or whatever.
2: Um, but it's okay he, to miss those because you got my fine, yeah, and they to rebound now. Like, and you're you're not yeah, gonna I make them all. Like, you I know. think he,
0: you know he's 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 much better shooting off the catch when it's clean and passing out than uh, passing out of it than if he you know tries to drive because what I thought was interesting last night. Did you see there was a period of time where they had the DR kid on him, um, mm-hmm. which I was like, dang, uh, Kevin, that's a that's a. Old choice, which I mean, it worked because I thought, you know, teams have been doing that to him a lot this season, right? They put length on him, um, even if it's a if it's a half step slower length, because you know, IMAX not like the best athlete, even though he's a pretty good athlete. Um, that length does bother him, um, and the, you would the think driving, with the screens
1: though that might be able to alleviate some of that. Yeah, and, and it's it like certainly getting has guys at open. Times.
0: Yeah. I think today's point, like a lot of times now, like he's he's not quite as ready to shoot it when he catches it. And, you know, he has flirted with decisiveness in a way that's, that I do think gives you some level of confidence that I think he can sort of adjust, but he definitely last night fell into a trap too many times of trying to like drive. And a couple of times, I think he, he kind of, they were kind of drives from that old, you know, Kihei playbook where it's like, you're not, you'll, you'll, you think you'll figure it out on the way up and you know, he's not necessarily figuring it out well enough on the way up. Um, but I also feel like if you think about sort of, in in a lot of ways, Virginia's not just going to be better off if um, if he's decisive. But I feel like decisiveness as a whole is something this whole team could really benefit from. Like there are t- there's there's too many times where the ball not not as much lately not as much lately where the ball sticks where the ball you know you know last night state is extending everything right so they're making everything brutal and so a lot of times what it meant what it meant is that like once a guard got the ball top of the key or extended right like dudes are running around but like there's just you know there's no space to throw the pass and so what you've got to do is you've got to you've got to run the stuff a little cleaner you got to run you know the screens have to be more um you know they got to be better set you know the spacing has to be right. And I do think that there were times where um state really took them out of the stuff they wanted to run. Um and mainly like you know Beekman or or McNeely are just sort of at the top, you know, dribble look one way. Not that's not there. Take another dribble, look left. Nope, that's not there either. Like they were waiting for guys to get open. Um, and I th- and I do think state's pressure, that's that's a big reason why they have 15 turnovers, right? Um, but to y'all's point, like IMAX decisiveness is is it is probably the difference in them flirting with the bubble or not, right? Like it's got it's a part of a, a recipe that Virginia has to keep kind of trying to search and find. Um, he's got to be more. He's got to be better with the ball. He's got to be more decisive with the shot, um, especially you know today's point now that the that the screens are there. He's got to be ready to either catch or kick. Uh, and it's got to. in the sooner that that decision is made, the better it is for everybody in the whole offense. So, all right. Anything else for the goody order for we wrap up this week? We'll we'll obviously be back next week after they play You know, at Louisville um, on Saturday and they get to go uh, back home and play uh, Notre Dame next Wednesday. So we'll another Thursday podcast recording night. Oh, joy. We'll be halfway yeah. through the ACC season next time yeah. we record. That's
1: right. I would just say like this team's got like, they're close and they're getting better, but like, there's still a lot you know, of work to do. Don't, don't get up too up. Don't get too down. You know, every game is a, <laughs> well, every game's, been... <laughs> every game's going to be a challenge. I mean, like even these next two, like they kind of look like, Hey, you're about to be on a five game winning streak, but I mean, definitely better, can't take them for granted. And that's right. And they need and every, they need every game like this that they can get. And then they're going to have to beat teams like the one they beat last night.
2: Um, yeah, they shot. don't have a lot of uh, great win, you know. I think of what we say or that tech sent you guys earlier is four quad four ones. quadrant ones left, but a lot of potential Q three, Q four losses too. So yeah, you
1: have to you win know, the games. You lane. can't be losing bad games, basically. Like yep, you know, this team can make the tournament. They don't have to win all those quad one games, but they can make the tournament if they can pick off like a couple of those and then just take care of the teams that they should beat and win their home games. Um but I mean, you know, it's a challenge and the NC state looked really good a week ago and now they've lost their last two. So, you know, it's, it's a league league full of, I don't want to say mediocre teams, but teams that are all very
0: similar. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. If you're somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple podcast, Spotify, overcast, wherever it is that you get your shows. Uh, we'd appreciate it. If you're somebody who's found the pod Has not given us a look at the website yet Check us out at CavsCorner.com Lots of stuff um, Obviously game coverage Dylan will have um, some visitor stuff uh, For this weekend uh, for, as well So give us a look at CavsCorner.com I want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show And of course I want to thank Dave and Ferber For giving graciously their time as always I very much appreciate all that they do So for David Spence and Justin Ferber I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com Thanks for coming out, see you soon